0: This is Pastor Joseph Davis. Thank you for joining the radio ministry of Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. We believe the word of God is the lamp unto our feet and it is a light unto our path. This word will bless you right now. You wanna know what time it is in your life? It's time for all of us to grow. It's time for all of us to mature. It's time for us, all of us to be stable. If anything is happening in this world, it's requiring all of us to mature. And Jesus uses this invitation to his disciples to challenge them to get in the boat and go over to the other side of the sea. Get in the ship. Let's go over to the other side. Tell your neighbor it's time to go. Oh, I think it's time to go. It's time to pull up out of certain places. It's time to mature in mindsets. It's time to mature in the word of God. It's time to go and grow and be who God has called us to be. It's time for us to make decisions. Everybody say decisions. And good Decisions at that. It's time. You can't be sitting in a stalemate all your life wondering what you're gonna do, who you're gonna be, what you're gonna become. You gotta start making decisions. You gotta start making a decision. You can start gotta start making God your priority. Come on, this is what I'm talking. We gotta start making God your priority. The Bible says if we will seek first the kingdom of God, you want to know how to get your life back on track, put God first. You wanna know how to get your life out of chaos. Put God first. Don't put them second. Don't put them third. Don't put them last. Put them first. Start praying in the morning. Start reading your Bible at lunch. Stop going skipping all day on the social media and spend more time with God and watch what happens to your life. When you start putting God first, God will start getting involved in every matter of your life. It's time to put Him first and not second. It's time for Him to be priority in our life. come on we have favored and we have uh, uh, chosen everything else but God we've chosen everything else but God many people have chosen everything else but God but it's time to choose him first and it's time to make him our priority I can't get out of it I can't shake it and the reason why I can't shake it I know what's happening in the world and God uses even calamity and tragedy to get us to refocus yes he does yes he does even if he doesn't cause all the tragedy he still uses the tragedy even if he doesn't cause everything. In his sovereignty he'll use it to to make us recognize what time it is. Because sometimes we have no idea. We are asleep. We're like sleepwalking people. We don't know what's going on in our lives. We don't know when to hasten our steps. We don't know when to tell people don't call me today. Don't call me next week. We don't know when it's time to change friends. We don't know what come on now. We don't know when it's time to change company. I mean all the signs be there. But we are yet slow to make these decisions. Tell somebody it's time to go. He tells his disciples it's time to go. It's time to pass on over and get to the other side. And when they begin to go to the other side, the first thing he does, he sends the multitude away. I want you to understand clearly, and this is what you got to make your decision up in your life, that everybody ain't going everybody not going to please God everybody is not going to single out their decision making everybody is not going to get away from bad decisions bad crowds bad companies and you can't wait for the crowd to make your decision you can't wait for your friends to make up their mind if they're going to serve God or not depending on if you're going to serve God or not he tells the multitude you go away there are times that God is calling you and only you sometimes time when God is calling us we want God to call everybody else at the same time and the truth of the matter he's calling you tell him he's calling you yeah, it's not a time to look the other way and think this is a group effort. Many times uh, this is an individual choice that we have to make a choice. And you can't make it based on friends. You can't make it even based on even if your family is going or not. i heard more testimonies over the last couple of years where God has plucked people out of families who don't even know God and saved them. I know many of us in my family as well is a family with a long history of Christian belief believers and we thank God for that but I want you to know there are people who really have no history of Christian in their life they don't they grandma didn't go to church their mama didn't go to church amen they don't really they didn't know anybody who really lived for God but God is pulling them out of the obscurity pulling them out and calling them to live for him pulling them away from the multitude just like he did Abram don't you understand Abram didn't really know nothing about God his family was in idolatry and in the midst of it he heard a voice from God that told him hey let me introduce myself to you and I'm going to tell you to go where I tell you to go but the thing I need you to do is get away from your kindred get away from everybody you know sometime when God has you on a journey he has to make you drop everything familiar so you can focus and depend on him and sometimes God gets you out of your best friends get you out of the circle you used to running and running in with so he can focus on you and that's what he did to Abraham he said get out of your country you don't know you don't know when you've been used to know where everything at you know where the grocery store at you know where the people at you know how to function and then God calls you out of the normal and calls you into the supernatural and tell you come out of being ordinary come out of acting like everybody else come out of acting like the world Come come out of acting like your kinfolk who don't know God and I'm going to show you who you are and I'm going to show you what you can do God pull them to the side and say I need y'all to go to another place I'm trying to push somebody today to stop being normal and ordinary God wants you to walk in supernatural power God wants you to know who you are fearfully and wonderfully made God wants you to know you're not the devil's workshop God wants you to know you're not to yield your members to the devil or yield your body to the flesh God wants you to know that you're made for him and your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost tell somebody I'm made for God he pulls them away you need to know everybody's not going everybody's not going he pulls them away there are other little ships but he pulls them away to the side and they get into the boat when they get into the ship they recognize almost immediately uh, there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was not it was now full I knew that God wanted me to teach from this scripture about two weeks ago, but of course, as we know, on last week just past a few days, um, the southeast part of Florida and now South Carolina Carolinas experienced a whole lot of flooding and rain through Hurricane Ian. And I knew I was going to minister the scripture. And as I was meditating this week about it, I said, Lord, you still want me to talk about the storm? You know, sometimes there's a preacher's etiquette that some messages are better at certain seasons. And certain things sometimes you need to stay away from while people are going through. And I was thinking that way, like, Lord, give me something else. The Lord said, I'm not giving you anything else. And I said, why? He says, because I need to let people know storms are coming. He said, I want you to avoid this message today. I got to get people prepared for the storm because the storms are coming in our lives. And he said, I want you to be prepared for the storm. Many times when it's time to grow, we don't understand that the invitation to greater comes with some storms. We got to understand the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. So you don't you don't get saved to escape affliction. You don't get saved to escape going through living by faith. You don't get saved to escape going through trials and tribulations. As a matter of fact, because you are saved, you're going to go through some storms. Because you are saved, you're going to go through some trials and tribulations. And some of us got the wrong mindset. It's not about getting saved to avoid the storm. It's about getting saved to make it through the storm. Come on he said no I don't want you to back up from this message I got to get people storm ready there are too many times when the storm is on its way people are lollygagging they done told you that the storm coming they done told you to get batteries and prepare they don't told you to evacuate get out your house and you still sitting there acting like the storm not coming and God said no preach this message because I got a lot of people still sleep I keep telling them that the storms coming I keep telling them things are going to happen. I keep telling them that we're living in the last days and men are going to get wicked, but they keep acting like the storm ain't coming. I need you to prepare. Say, prepare for the storm. He said, Don't avoid this message. We got too many people not preparing for the storm. Ain't got no plan B. Ain't got no refuge, no place to run. Don't you understand? In the time of trouble, you got to know where to go to. You got to know where the refuge place is. But if you sitting around lollygagging when they're telling you the storm is coming, you're going to find yourself in jeopardy. You're going to find yourself out of luck. You're going to find yourself in desperation because you didn't prepare for the store. Yeah. The invitation to greater comes with storms. You need to know that you're going to have some storms. Come on now. You're not getting married and thinking that's because you got married, you ain't going to have no challenges. I remember after our first year getting married, I was making pennies on my job, and then Pastor Robin had a change in her job and they laid her off. Come on. We just newlyweds. And you would think God was going to be kind to us and not allow us to go through. But that honeymoon season got got over real quick we looked at each other and it was time to bond together it was time to believe God for one another it wasn't no time to be fussing and fighting many times we think God should hold back everything to a later date no God know how to grow you up faster than you ever can grow up and here we was as little newlyweds a year into our marriage and now we got to learn how to walk by faith and not by sight we got to learn how to trust each other and believe that God gonna bring us through Come on y'all and that's what some of us be in our lives God allow these storms to redirect our focus and to grow us up there's a storm coming this way come on y'all there's a storm coming this storm came and it beat into the ship so that it was now full. They felt like they were in jeopardy with this big storm coming. It was a huge storm. The waves beat all into the ship and so much they felt their life was threatened. Have you ever been in a storm of life where you feel like your life was threatened? Your existence was threatened. Your ability to function was threatened. Your ability to go to to a job and function and get the money for your family was threatened. You ever been through something that you just feel like was going through a health storm or a financial storm and i don't care what you're saying too many bills can be very overwhelming especially when you can't pay them you ain't saying nothing the bills you pay that's fine but when you can't pay them bills especially when you have a good heart to want to pay them it's one thing when you didn't plan to pay them in the first place when you know you owe people and you want to do the right thing about the bill you created, that thing can be overwhelming. When you are faced with all types of stuff, and some things we can't act like, it's because people are not good planners, but sometimes you just get into situations. you ain't saying nothing. Come on, you just got a new job, and time you got a good new job, you was trying to make up for the back rent that you do, and you had a plan. Anybody had a plan? And while you had a plan, your axle in your car went out. Come on, somebody. Come on now. And then the next next thing, you know, a letter came in the mail saying the daycare was going up $50 a week. Come on, y'all ain't saying nothing. Have you ever been going through a storm where it just got bigger and bigger as the month was going and time was going and now you looked up and that thing was just growing? I'm telling you, God knows that sometimes we're in storms this way, but God knows what to do while we're in a storm. What does God do? This is different. It's a different mentality about what God does when we're in a huge storm. It's right there in verse 38. It says Jesus in the hinder part, the back part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. One of the ways that God allows us to grow up is for us to see how we behave when he's asleep. See how he, how we act. When we, when we pray and he don't answer right away. Now you can act like that God answers you immediately every time you call. You must, you must be just got saved yesterday you keep living you'll find out you'll call him and he won't answer for a while he'll give you a scripture that says, wait on the Lord and be of good courage that's how he'll respond he'll say keep your eyes lifted to the hills, from which come, y'all ain't never said nothing, have you ever prayed and God just sent encouragement? Amen you ever pray for something else and God say hold on be encouraged cast not away your confidence for we got recompense for the world and you said thank you Lord but that's not the answer God knows that many times the way to help us in the midst of the storm is not to answer us right away yes, sir. he knows because when he goes to sleep it's the time to see how we function when he is quiet when he is that test, and he has the nerve and the scripture has a nerve and the audacity not just to say he's at the hind part of the ship but he also is asleep on a pillow Asleep on a pillow in a in a ship in the midst of a storm, sleeping on a pillow. I don't know about you. There have been times you prayed and God ain't said nothing to you. And there hear somebody in your ear telling you he ain't gonna answer you, he's not gonna respond to you. I'm telling you, there are times you pray and God is asleep on a pillow. They awake him, they say, Master careth not we perish. There it goes. There's the manifestation of what happens when he sleeps. How do do you respond when Jesus is asleep they begin to talk about Lord you don't care for us you don't care that we perish you don't care that we out here you don't care that we going through these things you don't and God knows how to test where you are test where your faith is it's easy to be talking about how strong your faith is when you ain't in no storm but when you get in a storm, we know what type of faith you have after that. When you start going through trial and tribulation, now we know when things are calm and beautiful and all your bills are paid and you got all the money and everything's going well, that's no test of your faith. No, it's not. They awake him and they're now accusing him of treating them wrongly. You don't even care for us. You don't even care that we are alive you treat us like you don't even care that we make it through this care not that we perish but Jesus knows how to stay asleep so we can see who we really are yeah we can see where we really need to grow we can see where we really need to become who we need to be and God allows these storms in our lives for us to assess where we are to assess because the wrong person the trick is yourself you can do what you can do to try to trick everybody else, but when you go home, you better know where you really are. You better know what you need to work on, you better know your weaknesses and your strength. And it ain't no sense of trying to fool everybody else and not know where you are in life. These these disciples are in a boat, and what's so important in this story, these disciples are going to be his successors. Jesus is going to die on the cross, go sit at the right hand of the Father and he's training them for raining. Let me tell you why God puts you in these storms. He needs to know that you can see him bringing you out in spite of what you hear, in spite of what you face and I'm telling you God will put you in a fire to develop your character. God will give you a boss that's just on your back. Some of y'all get these new jobs and when you get these new jobs you do three cartwheels and a dance in church and then after you do these three cart wheels in a dancing church, somehow that boss that was a blessing seemed like a cursing <laughs> and God began to test your faith test your love test your attitude I ain't saying nothing it was good for a season but God done switched up things and the job you prayed for now is the same job you saying, get, God get me out of here don't play around you know how it is when God blessed you with it you dance but when a storm came in that situation now you're telling God to get you out of it can I tell you something God is not interested in getting you out of everything. God is not interested in stopping all the warfare in your life. God is not interested in pulling you out and stopping everything. God wants to develop your character while you're in the storm. And he'll leave you in there until you get all that bad character out of you. He'll leave you in there until you get your integrity right. He'll leave you in there until you get your attitude. Y'all ain't said. he'll leave you there. he will leave you there (laughs) you be like lord you don't care for me he'll say yeah i care for you i'm seeing your integrity getting a lot better oh you've been much better since you've been under pressure Oh, Oh, i thought you didn't love i thought you didn't like to pray in the morning When that storm came, you found a way to get up in the morning. I thought you couldn't get out of bed. I thought you was too busy to read your word. But when everything went haywire, oh, you found yourself in the world. God knows how to make you clean out your schedule. And where you was once busy for everything, I ain't saying (laughs) nothing. You was busy you didn't have time for God you didn't have time but when you get under pressure oh you got time now you got time you ain't saying nothing you got time now God know how to develop our character and he will provoke us to change he will provoke us to better because some of us are stubborn and we only choose if it was up to us we would only choose everything that just looked good or we'll choose everything that looks easy. Easy. And every time we got to work on something, we quit. Every time it's time for us to build up endurance. Come on, the Bible talks about after you have had prayer and you made your request known to God, you got need of patience. Come on, somebody. Sometimes after we pray, God tests our patience and build us up. And build and develop our character. Cause some of us want everything easy. And when the storms get and things get rough, then we go to quitting. We go to walking away from everything. We go to walking out of everything. Throwing in the towel with everything. God gonna build some endurance on you. And I'm telling you how He's gonna do it. He's gonna do it through the storm. And I don't want you to think it's gonna happen through everything. Cause we think we're gonna learn it. We're like, oh Lord, I got it. I got it. The Lord said you ain't got it. He said, Lord, I got it. The only reason we say, Lord, I got it, because we want the storm to come. And the Lord said, no, you ain't got it. I'm going to allow storms. No, I'm going to allow storms so you can develop your character. And, and I keep allowing them until you get to a certain place. Certain things don't bother you anymore. You know what? God allowed Panaya to keep picking at Hannah until Hannah got provoked and went into worship. You know the story. Hannah was barren, couldn't have no children. Panaya was having babies left to the right and Panaya would pick at Hannah. But guess what? Hannah got so aggravated, she went to the Lord and said, Lord, you got to touch my womb. Let me tell you something. God will allow you to be aggravated to the point that you start fasting and praying and getting in his face. See, God know how to frustrate you. God know how to get you moving. Nobody else could move you. Nobody else could encourage you. Your mama couldn't do it. Your daddy couldn't do it. They've been telling you, get up, boy. Get up, sir. Get up, ma'am. Nobody could get you moving. But God know how to get you moving. Know how to aggravate you, frustrate you, till he gets you to be who you want you to be. He'll keep you. I don't know the God that I know. We think he's just a mamsie pamsy God. He'll sit there right there on you and say, I ain't getting up yet. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to sit right here till you make up your mind. I'm going to sit cause the last time I pulled you out too quick you went back to those same crazy people I told you to leave alone. You went back to them same people I told you to leave them alone and you went back to them. I told you to stop doing such-and-such and, such, and you do stop for two minutes you stop for two days And when he let the pressure off you you went right back to where you come from, but God will put you back in that fire He'll put you back in that storm till he run that stuff out of you and some of us confused right now Why our lives are so hard? Some of us confused like Lord, Lord, Lord Lord, won't you take it easy on me? And God said, no. I'm going to save your life through this storm. I'm going to save you through this. You may not like it, but I'm going to save you through this hardship. You may not like it, but I'm going to save you through this calamity. You may not like it because he knows we get lazy. We know he knows how we get. And he said, I'm going to save you through this. Yeah. Yeah, he know what to do. <laughs> Listen, what Jesus says, he he stays asleep for a little bit. Want to have some of y'all keep talking about these storms? I hit in the spirit realm, pastor. You don't know what I've been going through. I'm I'm, I'm sensitive. I do I'm praying for you. But as a pastor, all I also recognize when God is in something. Amen. I can pray for you and I can try to build you out. God, I had you back in something the next week yes, until He start developing you and you start running for your life, I'm on somebody's trail today, till you start running for your life and surrendering to him fully, come on here, when you surrender to him fully, he know what to do, he know how to press you into a yes Lord he know how to push you into a yes Lord you keep telling him no like Jonah, I don't want to go, I don't want to go, so what did God do for Jonah he put Jonah in the belly of a fish hallelujah, and the next thing you know, after going through all he had to go through, going through all the pain he had to go, God know how to get a yes out of you. If you don't know how to give it up to God pretty easily, God will take you through a storm. God will take you through some trial till he get a yes out of you. I'm telling you what I know. He let Jonah go through all that situation till a yes came out of him. Yes, Jonah was like I am. <laughs> the Bible says that, that, that he preserved yes. a, a fish for Jonah. Yes, he set aside a situation. Yes, to deal with him and to hold him till he said yes. He set aside a fish prepared it. He said, I know this boy don't want to go to Nineveh. He don't want to obey me. He done got his reason why he can't preach the gospel to the people of Nineveh but I got something for him so he can say yes. Put him in the belly of a fish and after going to the highs and the lows and sloshing around in the belly of the fish. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all got to use your imagination sloshing around. Amen. That's how we don't got tossed to and fro. But When you get tired of being tossed to and fro you'll say, God, if you want me to be a missionary, I'll be a missionary. God God, if you want me to be a usher, I'll be a usher. God, if you want me to do this, I'll do this. Because whatever it is, just get me out of here. Jonah gets spits out on dry land. And goes to run a revival up in in Nineveh like never before. You still got to pray for Jonah. Still tell somebody to keep Jonah lifted in prayer. That boy ran the greatest revival in Nineveh. Everybody fasted, Uh They, they got delivered and God rescued them. And then Jonah went and sat on a juniper tree. Lord help him. Amen. I mean, he preached the greatest breakthrough. And after he still wanted his own way. Let me tell you about your stubbornness. After God done told you what to do, you still telling God, no, I'll do it when I get ready to. I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning, but I sure feel it in the Holy Ghost. Even after God done preserved you out of situations, you don't grab your old will back. God done blessed you out of that, and you don't grab your old will back and you don't told God God. I I just want to do what I want to do. you bought about out your mind. You have crazy. You almost died in the last situation. And God spared your life. How dare you go back to that foolishness? How dare you go back to your own vomit? How dare you go back to the old sins? You almost died in that situation and God rescued you and you got the nerve to go back again? That's that stubbornness let me move here come on somebody tell somebody God will rescue you verse 39 this is what he says but they were so they was making such a racket in the ship such a racket in the ship he arose for his children he rebuked the wind that's verse 39 he rebuked the wind and said to the sea peace be still oh that's powerful I know we like to say peace be still but as a comma there and first he told that storm he said peace in other words stop what you're doing cease and desist stop behaving like you've been behaving. Stop acting like you've been. Peace. He made the storm and the winds have peace. And then he told it to be still. Don't you move another day. Don't you act up again. He took authority over the winds and the waves. So I want you to understand the same God that put you in the storm got authority over the storm. The same God that allowed you to face the storm got authority over your storm and will tell your storm peace Be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, here it is, is what he says to them. But I want to know, why are you so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? I mean, I don't understand how you don't have no faith. I've been walking with you all this time, been teaching you. I've been helping you. I've been showing you miracles. And Jesus said, I'm at a loss for words here. I mean, I understand we got on the boat and the storm came, but it ain't act like you ain't never seen trouble before. It ain't act like you ain't never seen no circumstances happen before. I want to know what happened in your faith in this storm. He said, I want to know why you so Fearful. What are you afraid of? This is the main point. What are you afraid of when I'm in your ship? What are you so afraid of when I'm in your ship? Even if I'm sleeping your ship, I'm still in your ship. (laughs) Even if I ain't moving in the ship, I'm still in your ship. Even if I ain't talking in the ship, I'm still in your ship. Even if I ain't making ways out of no ways right now, I'm still in your ship. Even if I ain't opening up the windows of heaven right now, I'm still in your ship. What God tries to remind us is even when He ain't blessing us he's still good even when we don't see ways he's still good he's trying to tell us that even in the midst of the storm he's still in the ship why are you so fearful when you are still in the ship you said, I'm in the ship you see me in the ship I may be sleeping the ship but I'm still in the ship there's times in our life God's not moving he's not deny answering prayer things we want to see not happening quite yet but the biggest thing is he's still in our lives he's still in the ship I like to teach this verse from the point of view that you got you got two decisions here you can do like Jesus did get up get aggravated and rebuke the storm you can get up and say peace be still tell somebody say that's one decision then you got another decision, you can do what Jesus do. If he got enough nerve to sleep during the storm, you can sleep too because you can't die while Jesus in the ship you can't lose while Jesus in the ship and if Jesus have enough nerve to sleep in the storm why aren't you sleeping in your storm if Jesus has enough sense to sleep in your battle why you can't sleep in the battle if Jesus ain't saying a word you ain't got to say a word either hold your peace hold your victory you ain't got to do nothing matter of fact I see myself getting cozy right next to Jesus Jesus. Uh, and if Jesus gonna sleep on the sword, I'm like move over Jesus, share this pillow with me. <laughs> Tell somebody to go to sleep in it. <laughs> Tell somebody everything won't bother you if you go to sleep in it. You won't be aggravated by everything if you go to sleep in it. You won't be bothered and new being a nuisance to everything. Tell somebody to go to sleep sometime. <laughs> go to sleep. If Jesus got enough to learn to sleep, you can sleep too. Oh, you, you got options in the storm. Don't let the devil think that you ain't got no options and that you about to die in this thing. You can tell the devil, I ain't about to die. I'll rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I'll cast you out in the name of Jesus. And if I don't want to cast you out, I'll just go to sleep. You could have you just decided to have Peace. Jesus wasn't moving. Jesus wasn't saying nothing. You say, you know what, Jesus? Oh, I have done it plenty of times in my life. I'm up praying. I'm worried about stuff. I said, oh, oh, okay. I got it. I got it now. If you're not worried about it, I ain't worried about it either. Because obviously you have already calculated this thing can't kill me. Obviously you already calculated that this thing can't take me out already You've already calculated that I'm gonna be blessed after this anyway So if you are quiet in my storm, I've learned that your quietness is my assurance That I'm going to be okay I've learned that when you're quiet, it's actually a loud signal that everything gonna be alright When you're quiet, it's actually a loud signal that you're gonna bless me anyway i have been there many times. I'm like, Lord, Lord, I'm this is important. Lord ain't moving, Lord ain't saying nothing. I said, okay, I got you nothing. You don't want to move? I'm fine. You at peace? I'm at peace. Because if God gets stirred up, then that maybe I get stirred up. But if you don't feel this thing is a real threat to my life, then I agree with you. I agree with you that I'm going to make it through this thing. And sometimes that's what we need to do. Some of us losing all our peace, losing all our sleep, losing all the situations that go on in our life. I never remember. There was a storm coming through Panama City. It's a very funny story. We're going through Panama City and storm came to Panama City we was at our father-in-law's house Pastor Robin's family and the storm came through and I mean the the house rattled the house rattled I mean lights went off for hours I mean just raining hard it was like you know one of them hard rains that make you pray no one of those hard rains where everybody get quiet they won't even let you walk in the house sit down, stay still, sit down God's talking. One of those boom, boom, where the thunder in there it seemed like the sky's blowing up. It was one of those rains. And we groaned and they're like y'all better sit down God's talking. That thing went on for about two hours. Lord behold the lights came back on 30 minutes later Pastor Robin's dad come out the bedroom. Hey how y'all doing? It was like it was a bad storm. It was like wind. Was like what you talking about it was like, it's been storming storming he had slept through the storm <laughs> he had no recollection of anything terrifying him he had no memory of being afraid he had none of those things that we were dealing with because he had slept through the storm can I say something to y'all some of your testimonies would be better if you just go to sleep you won't even see all the foolishness that's going on if you learn to go to sleep if you learn If you learn to trust Jesus Some of the things you've been testified about You won't even have no testimony You say, I don't know nothing about it (laughs) Why are you so fearful? This ain't the first time you've been through a storm Why are you so fearful? What's going on in your life right now that you're so fearful? He says How is it that you have no faith Jesus I'm puzzled here how you have no faith there are times of life you feel like you have no faith verse 41 we're praying he said and they feared exceedingly and said one to another what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him the disciples are so astonished at the power of Jesus that he can deal with this situation tell your neighbor Jesus can handle it that's my last and final point I don't want to get sophisticated with this one I just want you to know Jesus can handle it say Jesus can handle it your family issues Jesus can handle it your health issues Jesus can handle it your headaches that's keeping you from sleeping Jesus can handle it what's going on in your kidneys Jesus can handle it what's going on in your jaw I don't want to get sophisticated with this I just want you to know that Jesus they say what matter of man is this that even the wind and the sea I just want you to know say Jesus can handle it God bless you. If that blessed your soul, we will love for you at your next opportunity to join us in worship every Sunday morning in Monticello, the Victorious Church at 8 a.m. Or our Dream Center location here in Tallahassee at 10 a.m. We would love to have you and your family, and we can't wait for you to join us at any of our locations. This is Pastor Joseph Davis. God bless you, and join us again.